Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, episode 181 of the Galen Trombley Show. Um, you can tell that I'm rusty. Um, I was just I was just telling our guest, who I'll introduce uh, shortly, um, our last podcast was January 21st. I had some people asking if we like just stop doing podcasts. The answer is no. I'm trying to ramp up the podcast, not stop it. But the uh, um, over the last month, between a mixture of travel, mixture of COVID related, you know, uh, not people getting COVID, but just, you know, uh, not being able to c- come in or having quarantines and all that stuff. Um, and then snowstorms, we've had a lot of uh, cancellations. So um, so most of the guests are coming on at some point. So I believe this was a reschedule. Yep. And then I have one tomorrow, which was a reschedule from last week. And we just kind of have this, we're getting everybody in. It's just they, there's a little bit of a gap there. Um, hopefully I'm going to update some stuff too for the podcast going through again, this is start of year four. So I'm like, yeah, it needs a little bit of a facelift. So we're going to do a few things, um, hopefully over the next month or so on that. Uh, but yeah, we're not done. We're actually uh, ramping back up. I do have some good guests coming on, including the one I have on today and more and more throughout the year. So, um, we are looking for forward to year four of the Galen Trombley show. Uh, my guest today on episode 181 is make sure I pronounce it correctly. Enes Buayadi. Yeah, there we go. Buayadi? Got it. Buayadi. Yep. So Enes Buayadi is Director of Services at National Business Technologies. And I met him once before. Thought he was good. We connected over a couple things that I'm sure we'll talk about today. And then he goes, you need me on your podcast. I think he actually said that verbatim. You need me on your podcast. And you were an interesting guy when I talked to you originally. So I'm like, hey, we're going to learn some stuff today. So, um, Ennis, yep. welcome. Thank you. So Thank you. Happy pe- to be here. <laughs> people that do not know you, give us a rundown. Who are you? Where you came from? How'd you get here? Uh, so, born and grew up, um, born and raised in uh, Morocco. For the one who does not know where that is, it's North Africa. So, kind of like close to Spain. Uh, if you're top north, Tangier, uh, you can basically see Spain. Um, I think it's kind of like a few miles. Um, a lot of if, if if a lot of people before um, the ticket the plane tickets uh, were expensive, um, most people they were traveling by bus, which you kind of like go to Tangier, take the ferry, cross to Spain, and then go to Europe. Um, after that, uh, after high school, uh, left Morocco for France for uh, for school. Yeah, and let's pull that. Yeah, well, you pull it too. Yeah, move that right up. See this. Can you hear me well now? Yeah, much better. Oh, look at that. Can't tell it's my first time. That's that. Hey, <laughs> we're breaking the end early on this. Yeah, so you good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, age 17, 18, um, left for, for France, uh, lived there for seven years, got my bachelor's degree, worked there, um, and came into the U.S. back in 2012. And since then, Plattsburgh is home. 
So, uh, so Morocco, um, and again, nor- Northern Africa. I always think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but do you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yes. You know when they like have the scenes where it's like a lot of like uh, um, orange and red and bright and sandstone and things yep. like that. I always picture like obviously Egypt, Middle East. Yep. Um, and realistically. Game of Thrones is pretty much North Africa, yep. West Asia, and Europe. Is, yep, is right. Is that kind of like they're they're made up world, but that's yep. kind of how the geography and the climates react. Yep. So I always think of that. It would look like one of those like sandstone kind of areas in Game of Thrones. Am I correct on that? Yep. Actually, the funny part is, um, were you an extra in the Game of for, Thrones? For, <laughs> no, no. The funny funny thing is, when I was a kid, um, I think it was like summertime. Uh, few of my friends they were like yeah we're we're acting in this whatever tv show uh if you want to come with us and i didn't even tell my family i got on a bus i found myself in a different town acting for some tv show i cannot even tell you what the title is um and uh it was kind of like some medieval tv show where i was um i don't remember what i what i was but they they gave me like a sword and you had to fight and this and that it was kind of like funny. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of movies, even American movies, they turned them in Morocco because the climate, the geography. Um, and there is, um, there is this city um, in south of Morocco, like, um, I don't know if you, do you know Marrakesh? Or have you heard of Marrakesh? No. So it's kind of like really touristic city. Um, okay. And not far away, a few hours from Marrakesh, there is Warzazet. And this city, it's kind of like the Hollywood of, of, of Morocco. There is like uh, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Probably you, you watched that one. I have not, but the scene, the castle, everything, it's still there. It's just there. There was a place that I was watching that had, um, it was a lot of red. I don't know if the sand was red or the mountains are red or like yep. sandstone, but it was yep. someplace in Africa. Is that in Morocco? So Marrakesh, the name Marrakesh, which um, – so basically Morocco, it's it's a mix of – it's the door to Europe basically or the door to Europe or Africa. It depends from where um, mm-hmm. you're coming. Um, but Morocco is um, – the, the native people are um, Berbers. And the Arabs, they came in from Middle East a long, long time ago. So there is like a mix. Before that, they were the Romans, so they came in from Europe. So it depends where you are. You may not take that. You may not like think that those people are kind of like Moroccan, except when they start talking to you. Um, and with that said, um, Marrakesh, the name which it's Berber, it means the Red City because like okay. the, the earth, the, the ground, whatever was, was red. So I think that's where it is. And we yep. talk about. So maybe it's the same place. I just forgot the name or whatever. But um, yeah, they just said like they did a lot of um, shoots there because of the geography. And I think yep. um, I mean Game of Thrones too. They did a lot in uh, I believe it was Northern Ireland when you have a lot of those the green and the the cliffs and the seaside like kind of the seaside, but the well, I guess seaside oceanside. Yep. Um, you know, fight scenes or you know, just it's kind of cool that. Like they look almost like fantasy like, and I'm sure there's some ed- you know stuff done in post editing. Yep. Yep. But at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff is geography on Earth. It's yep. just you know stuff you don't see. It's almost like you'd see it in like a uh, National Geographic uh, kind of movie or yep. um, like a climbing movie. Yep. Like I watched one climbing movie. 
back in December was the guy that ascended for the 14 peaks that were over, I think 8,000 meters. Yep. Did you watch that? No, but I want to watch it. It's impressive. What do you think? Is it? I, well, so the, the crazy thing with, so my favorite climbing movie, I think of all time, I, I make, I make it sound like I've seen a bunch. I've seen like three, um, <laughs> is uh, free solo. Okay. With Alex Honnold, the one, who, the guy who climbed um, El Capitan in uh, Yosemite, I actually have two books on it. I'm that I need to read through, that I want to read through. Yep. One called The Impossible Climb. I'm just looking at it now, so it makes me sound smarter than I am. But <laughs> Impossible Climb, and there's a man on the wall. Oh, alone on the wall. So ba- basically, he climbed up with nothing but shoes and chalk, no harnesses. And if you've ever looked at El Capitan, it's yep. it's a pretty iconic. I actually have it on my computer. Uh, it was. Um, Apple had it as like a generic screensaver. Oh, yep, yep. Um, but this massive like rock face, mm-hmm. um, and he became the first person to solo it without free solo, meaning wow. with no harnesses, nothing. Um, so it's basically a real life Spider Man. Yep. Which is insane. Yep. But so that one was really cool because that was like Jimmy Choo and all those guys, like the expeditionary guys that went up and they were climbing up with him because they're getting footage of him like on the wall. So they're actually like climbing up with gear. And ascending parallel with them and getting all this cool footage. And I remember one of the things I won't, I won't ruin the movie for you. It's actually, I'm not even going to say the line, but <laughs> it, it was, it was like your hands are sweating. My hands are sweating now talking about it. Yep. It's just like, he's, I don't know, like weird. But the guy that climbed the 8,000 peaks, two things that I found that were fascinating about it is number one, he had almost next to no footage of the actual climb. Cause you think they're climbing. It's snow. It's the elements cause they're so high up yep. and they were all in, um, and I forgot the name of, of it. Um, the impossible project. I think it was, I think he called it the impossible project was the name so. of it, but I, uh, or no, the possible project or po- I, whatever it was. Um, I think it's, I think it's that it should still be on Netflix. So everything is in, um, either Nepal, um, China or, uh, Pakistan. Yep. So you have like K2, you have Mount Everest, obviously is the, 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 the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also said a couple of the other ones that were just like, which one was the most deadly? The most deadly one, because of course I'm a, I'm a Wikipedia guy when I watch movies, so I'm like fact-checking stuff like, yep. or learning more about it. The first or second one that he ascended, when you talk about like deadliest mountain, like basically how many deaths per people that yep. try to ascend this, you're like, wow, what's like one out of every 10,000? The hardest one was one out of three people die climbing this thing. Wow. Or sorry, sorry. Yes, one out of three will die climbing That's this insane. mountain. So you're basically going up with a 33% chance of pat, yep. of dying. Yep. And in the sh- in the movie, m- there's deaths in the movie. Like, not him or his people, yep. but there's people that die. And th- so most of the footage in the movie is really him on the peaks, mm-hmm. which obviously looks just like a snow-covered mountain with nothing because they're so <laughs> high up. Um but like the elements are nasty. They have a little bit of footage from the mountains, but most of it is like they just climbed up and was like taking a, a photo. Uh, the fastest time that someone's ever done this, climbing all 14, was like six or seven years. Wow. His goal was to do it in six months. And the funny thing about it was everybody thinks about Mount Everest because yep. it's the highest one. Yep. But think of Mount Everest as being – it's like – it's like going to a commercialized city. Like Mount Everest now, it's still a hard climb, don't get me yep. wrong. But the whole idea is it's been 
glamorized to the point that it's the highest peak standing yep. on top of the world yep. that they literally have like caravans of people climbing up this thing. So it's yep. not like you're going up by yourself with a couple, like a, a, a group of, you know, people that are helping you. Um, you know, kind of think of anybody's watched like the Tour de France. There's always like the main racer, but they have a team of racers, right? Mm-hmm. You know that from a, as a, a French guy uh, or f- French at some point, I say. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of like that with mountain climbing. You go up kind of with a, a group of people that help out. But Mount Everest was insane. Like the amount of people trying to scale Mount Everest while they're up there. So that was, I never, I, of course, you think Mount Everest, like nobody climbs that. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 people do all the time. Yep. And there's seasons they can go up and yep. stuff. But, yep. um, but yes, the mountain climbing, I got away from that. But yes, the, the footage is very nice. And those people, those things actually live on in America, or in the, not America, in the world. So, yep. um, and asked you, Morocco, um, give us, like, what's some stuff, because if people don't know much about, Besides, it's all obviously filmed for Hollywood, and it's the gateway to Europe. But what's what else uh, is part of the culture of Morocco? Uh, probably most the information that people don't know. Morocco was the first country recognizing United States as a, as a country back in recognizing you know, United States. Yes. Okay. Yep. At that time, now it seems kind of like different, but at that time it was one of the powerful um, like empire, I should say. Um, at, at that time, um, and actually I'm reading, because uh, in Morocco there is four um, imperial cities. By imperial means they were at one time the capital of Morocco. So there is uh, Meknes, the city that I'm from, um, Rabat, which is the capital right now, Marrakesh, um, and Fez. Um, so Meknes at that time, the sultan was one of the powerful sultan basically at that time. And reading about it, um, going back to Game of Thrones, what this guy did, because Morocco is kind of like a bunch of tribes. Like there is tribes in the north and south and this and that. And when he was a sultan, he was just fighting against tribes because they couldn't, you know, like it, it. you may consider that guy as your king, but your tribe is your tribe. And apparently what he did, he took all the slaves and he built an army from there and from there basically he started crushing like the tribes and this and that and going back to game of thrones i'm like did they get the i you know like did they get Close the I, yeah like from from there um food is amazing um uh it is it depends where you are uh from what i grew up um if you go for hours to eight each direction it completely and a different area. Like you can do in US, but you have to travel for a long time. From there for hours, I'm either at the ocean or desert or mountain. Um and and the culture is it's really um amazing. Uh other facts, I mean, uh the it's kinda like funny because you grew up with um what they teach you at school it's not just about Morocco. Teach you about like Europe. Teach you about U.S. Um, in fact, when I met my wife, I knew more about U.S. than her. Like asking like that. Let me let me tell you about U.S. Um, <laughs> let me tell you uh, about your country. <laughs> yeah, tell me about your country. Um, and and it's kind of like uh, amazing. I think the relationships. Um, uh, it's 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 amazing since since like hundred of years. Uh, and I know a lot of Americans. They kind of like travel there. It's seven, eight hours if you go either from New York City or from Montreal. Um, and again, it's, it's safe uh, and it's beautiful. Um, and you should visit. 
Well, I, I would, <laughs> it, it's, I've never been to Africa, but Africa is obviously massive. And yes. I would even say Asia, I, I believe, is a, Asia is the largest continent by geographical you know, land and everything. Yes. But if you think about it, like Russia makes up a lot of it and there's not a lot of people that live in Russia. So like, I think if you really went to Africa, I don't know. I don't know the populations. I don't know like how populous, um, obviously Asia, most populous because of China and and India, both there. But I think if you take the amount of how big Africa is, it's a stunningly big continent. Yep. And I mean, you guys are at the very tip top of Africa. Yep. But, uh, I would love to go, at, like traveling wise, I'd love to go to all the continents. I think it'd be cool. Yep. Even in Antarctica, I think it'd be cool. But um, yeah, Morocco sounds cool. Like we talked about the food. We were talking the other day about food. Like, yep. and it just sounds good. And I think anything, any, you know, what we would be like a foreign kind of uh, meal. I, I like trying different styles and from different countries because everybody's got their own spices and flavor. Yep. And, and uh, I had a buddy on, um, Jonah, who has been who was traveling around, and he talked a lot about well, he went down to South America, and like every culture just has different food, and every town has different food, yes. and like you said, whether they're tribes or villages, they have their own different little spin on things. Yep. And uh, I remember going to DC once, and I went to an Ethiopian restaurant. Awesome. I've never been to an Ethiopian. I mean, the first time I ever went, but it was just like it was a weird. You ate like by peeling off bread as yep. like you know. I don't do it in Morocco. Uh, yes. I mean, everyone is kind of like one dish. Um, the way most most houses basically. Um, it's a dish in the middle, yeah, and everyone go for it. The part is, which it's funny, is you know you can eat only what's in front of you, so you're not, you know, you're not crossing the other side. Um, Do you spin and, it? Hmm? Do you spin the plate, the bowl, or is it just? Oh kind no, of- no, no! It's like one. Um, so one of no, one of the known dishes, it's um, like tagine. Uh, so it could be like with the chicken or beef or lamb or or what it is. It depends where you are um, and and Morocco or the region. Um, but most of the houses, um, there is basically um, um, so it's couches. Uh, imagine like the couch, but mm-hmm. Moroccan side. It's all around like the room. There is one table in the middle, and when you sit, you sit in the couch. You start eating. There is one dish in the middle. Everyone is around that dish. Everyone kind of like you eat by your hand. Um, but the funny part is because everyone is sharing one meal, you just eat what you can afford eating. So when you're done, you're done. But you know the other person is going to just keep going. Uh, so somehow you're not wasting food, um, yeah. if you will. Um, but after that, uh, you can have some Moroccan tea like mint, um, sweet, sweet Moroccan tea. And I kind of like love that. And for after that, you don't even have to leave the table. You just lay down on the couch and take a <laughs> it's nap. It's like a Thanksgiving, like, yes. it's like a miracle yes. right there. Just, yep. Um, so, well, that's what, and what I found was I've never had Moroccan dish, but the Ethiopian dish, the same thing, you're sharing it's like family style, like we call family style, in, you know, obviously America, but um, there was something about like, we, so Ethiopian, we would, you had like this bread, I, it was like almost like a spongy kind of, uh, um, think of like a, almost like a soft taco, but yep. spongy, I forgot the name of it, um, naan is a bread, right? Yep. Something similar to that, maybe. Yep. 
But you, so you would tear it off and it was kind of spongy yep. and you would use it and imagine like taking it and like pinching it almost like, almost like a taco, yep. but you, or imagine like you're trying to pick up dog crap with yep. like a paper towel. Yep. You kind of basically are, are taking the, the food and you're grabbing, you know, whatever the meal is and there's a lot of sauces. So it's soaked into the bread and you yep. would eat it. And it was really good. Yep. And, but I think we were able I don't know if we could reach over. I mean, we did. It wasn't like if you wanted something on the other side, you'd reach over. But yep. I, I feel like it was probably something in the middle we could spin. Almost like if you go to like a Chinese restaurant, you yep. could spin it around and like kind of the, you know, different cities have it. Um, but it was something about, same thing, sharing the meal. Because you, say we had two other people here, we were all sharing it. We could be, oh my God, that's so good. And everybody can try it. Exactly. And yep. I find that most times like you order your meal. I'm like, how's your meal? You're like, oh, it's good. I'm like, mine's good too. Yep. But then it's like, there's no like swapping <laughs> of the food. And uh, like this past week, I was out of town. A good friend of me or mine, um, and he's Chinese. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing for them, but he always, always, always. When I first met him years ago, all of a sudden, like started just picking at my food. Like I'd be eating, and he would just like whether it's chopsticks or fork, he would just like grab a little bit of my food and eat it. And I was like, "What the <laughs> hell, man?" And that was when we first started. Yep. Now, whatever this is, fifteen years later. I'm hanging out with it. I'm like, what do you want to get? What do I want to get? So we each order separate meals. We always sit next to each other. We get separate meals and we literally just get extra plates and we'll just, we'll give each other meals. Awesome. So we always get to try two meals, but yep. there's something about like, that's, oh my God, that's really good. Like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is better than that. Like, but it's like, you have a little bit more connectiveness. So I'm yes. assuming that's kind of the, yep. Draws you in. The same concept. Yep. Um, yep. what do you miss most about Morocco? Um, I think a little bit of everything. Family first, of course. Uh, friends. Uh, that uh, I mean, and 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 food. You know, it's just uh, it's it's different. Even my wife, she's she's really good at um, like doing Moroccan foods, uh, especially when I meet her. And I, I'm careful what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she wasn't into food um, at all, but now she's she's really good at it. Like either Moroccan food or Asian food uh, or any type. Like she just go for it. Um, but still, you know, it's it's even here. Even if you go to a Moroccan restaurant, it's not the same. Is there one around here? Montreal. Oh, or here? No, no, in general. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, if if you go, like. Boston, there is like a huge Moroccan community there. Okay, um, but you're talking about big cities. Yeah, just big cities. Um, in Montreal, you can you can find um, like there is there is, yeah, there is like a good um, commu- Moroccan community in Montreal. Uh, but the thing is not the same. It's kind of like the air, the spice, the uh, the the environment, the sun, all of that. When it's not there, even you're eating it, it's not hundred uh, percent. The other side is when you leave your uh, where you grew up, your country. It could be even here when you leave your town and you go to a different city. Somehow time stop for you because when you you go back, you feel like stranger. The kids are growing up now. Um, the friends they move on, so you're like, uh, like where that time went. Yeah. So, but it's it's always. Um, it's the language it's evolving, which it kind of like amazed me um, and in a way that even it's um, that, I mean, the way we, we spoke, but they always find like new words or new way to say it. Yeah, you were saying that like some words that you grew up saying like have completely evolved already. Yeah. And like it, it's so, you, but you think that that's, 
um, influx of other cultures that come in or in, influx of other dialects that just happen to kind of like transition their way into the everyday lingo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just even even in Europe, you see that. Like in France, um, uh, because there is a... I mean, if, in the U.S., we'll start with U.S., like South, there is like a huge uh, like Latino community. So even people speak English, there is a lot of kind of like Spanish words. It's kind of like part of the culture because... yeah. It's different. Europe with the North Africans, like there is a lot of kind of like uh, like Arabic words um, into the French language now, um, and it's part of of the language. Well, it's it's kind of like too if there's not if it can't translate to the new language and it gets stuck in the new language. Yep. Like like think of like a, like deja vu. That's French. Yep. But like there's not really another way that we can say it. We just yep. know it as the French word, but now exactly. it's become a part of English. Yep. Um, yep. So. If you okay, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think what the question is going to ask you. If if um, so, like if you go to Europe and like the Moroccan the Moroccan heritage of going into like Europe, you're talking about like bringing like a dialect in there. Yep. Do you find that like what what areas has Morocco Influence is it mostly Spain? As you find it's other, is oh, it's, it t- t- it's more than that? So you um, think it goes into like Greece? Because Greece, no, a too far. Spain, or France, Italy. Dutch, um, Netherlands, um, Italy, Belgium, all of that. There is there is like huge uh, Moroccan community, and um, as an example, a few when we when we lived there. Um, my wife and I were like, kind of like, because it's easy to travel from France to, you know, if you want to go to Spain for a weekend, mm-hmm. um, basically take plane, I don't know, like $50, $70 back, like round trip and you're completely in a different country. Um, but the funny part is, um, I think we went to Italy with the friends and we were trying to find our way. And one of my friends who was like, yeah, I speak Italian. Let me, let me get this for you. So he went to this couple and try was like buongiorno and I don't know what he was trying kind of like to say excuse me and, yeah, excuse excuse me. <laughs> and I'm like let me deal with that and he just started talking Moroccan to the couple because I, I, I knew they were like Moroccan I kind of like um, and, and, and I told him I said we can maybe go to different countries here and they don't have to speak their languages um, and that's kind of like good in a way that because there is that community there you can use that. You recognize them, and you can use that. What? So, you can speak what three languages? Yes, only three. Only three. Yep. Slacker. <laughs> um, so, so only three, which is Arabic, French, and English, right? Yes. So, what is in Arabic? Obviously, was your native original. Yes. What? What's the easiest language from somebody from Morocco who speaks Arabic to be able to to transition into? I think English, it's 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 easy. Out of all the languages, you think that's the easiest? Yes. I didn't speak any English when we came in here. I mean, just like, hey, how are you? But mm-hmm. um, other than that, it was kind of like a challenge. Uh, I, I think I told you that before when we met. I was asking my wife to do everything for me. Even asking coffee, I'm like, just go for it. Answering the phone, I'm like, ugh, that's not for me. Uh, but the thing is, uh, the, the listening part uh, that... You have to be not afraid to go and learn, and that's the huge part. And I always told my wife, I said, uh, even we had kind of like this, this, this idea that we may leave. I mean, the first idea was like 
maybe we're gonna leave uh, France for Italy. We are like, yeah, we could maybe go and live in Italy and, and learn the Italian and it sounds like, you know, um, romantic, I guess, for some reason. Um, but I told her, like, if we go and live in the U.S. for X reason, I cannot live somewhere where I cannot speak the language. Like, you need that communication. You need to communicate with people. Um, and again, it was, it was, it was hard at first, uh, but you pick it up the language. Um, it's kind of like, try, try, oh, what's it called? Just like putting your feet to the fire. Just be like, yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, you can kind of yep. toss you in, toss yep. you in the water without floaties. Yep. Um, I, I was researching cause I was like, ah, oh, can I speak another language or learn another language? Oh, you can. Oh yeah, it's possible. People have possible. done it, but okay. I, I took many years of, um, French, yep. but I, and I think what I was telling you about before it's. The, the thing I have a hard time with back when I was trying to learn it, so, you know, junior high, high school, yep. even took a little bit in college, you're kind of forced to take it because it's a curriculum. Yep. And therefore, you attribute it as the same you would with math or English or science. Yep. I love reading. I didn't like reading in school because yep. it was I was forced to read it. I was forced to read books I didn't really want to read. Even if they yep. were halfway decent books, I was like, I, I want to go play sports. <laughs> like, And I find that I think language now... I think I can learn better now than yep. I did back then. Probably yep. just we learned more back then. Like I watched like a little like a, a child. They they're sponges. They pick up on everything. Yeah. Um, but I also find that as you're older, there's some things that make it harder to learn. But then there's also like mindset and kind of things that you can draw and find connections that yep. would help. Yep. So I think now if I try to learn a language, I could do better. So I was trying to hack it. I was like, what's the easiest <laughs> language? for someone from um, you know that speaks english to learn yep and the easiest language i'm gonna see if you can guess it it's not a normal language listen you've heard of the country i'm just saying it's it's kind of a unique like unique like i'll unique in the sense of like i'll give you a hint it's not french like it's not like a uh yep it's not like a, is it a, still in europe it's europe yep scandinavians no that's like hard maybe i don't know no, it's funny. I'll, I'll give you a pass. Yes and no. The hardest, I believe the easiest one for, um, is Norway. No, Scandinavian. No, I said. Is that one Scandinavian? I was thinking yep. Denmark. So Denmark is, um, what, what's, what would their term be called? It's not Dutch. Dutch is, uh, no, that's the Netherlands. Netherlands. What, what would Denmark? Danish. Starts with a, Danish. D- Danish. 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 It's not that. Yes, you're right. It's Norway. And I think number two, I think was Swedish. So you're right, yep. Scandinavia, because there's a lot of similar, um, a lot of the words are very similar. Yep. The spellings are similar enough that you could look at that and you'd be like, that's potato. And it might have like one word, <laughs> one letter different, but you could kind of read it almost similar. Yep. Um, and they said, that I think when you start using the pronouns, it's the easiest transition for pronouns versus like, I know French, like il, el, tu, you know, yep. vu, like all those. Um, it was just an easier way to, to do it. Now, I have no desire to learn either of those languages. But again, I'm just saying in general, that would be, I, th- I think if I had to pick the hardest language was, um, Chinese yeah. and, and which is, makes sense. But, um, uh, part of me thinks Chinese would be a good one to learn because it's so popular. Yep. Um, I think in the United States, so Spanish would be the one I would, yeah, I would learn, which, which it makes sense. Yeah. It's it the most makes sense. Like actually Arabic, it's one of the hardest language as well. Uh, not the way you speak because it depends, um, Arabic, like it's there is, I believe there is twenty two um, um, Arab countries, but each each country they have their own dialect, which I told you basically before, and that what 
kind of like make it challenging. But when you go to the like Arabic language in itself, it's it's really hard, um, like hard to learn because there is so much thing to learn how the word could shape, how we can just add uh, something to it and it mean completely uh, has like completely different uh, uh, meaning. Um, but the dialects in itself, um, uh, it's it's uh, example. I think I told you that before. Uh, as as Moroccan, we get what the Egyptian says, but they don't get us. We're speaking the same language, but the dialects it's different. So when you say, so explain dialect a little bit. If you it's like the Arabic dialect, you compare to. Um, Say Egyptian, right? Yep. Is, is, is Egyptian considered Arabic? Is a different language? Yes, and it's it's Arabic. Like the main language, it's Arabic. But because of the culture, and because of the lot of like um, uh, how how you pronounce words, how you see them, like the Moroccan language or the Moroccan dialect, um, it's Arabic with some like Berbers, with some French, with some Spanish, and you can like make the language. Are the words spelt the same? Um, what do you mean by that? Like if you were to write like river. When you write, you write in Arabic. But when you speak, you speak the dialect. So, so if you were to write down what you wanted to speak, in theory, everybody should be able to understand it. Yes. If you, if you write it in Arabic, but if you write the dialect, they not, they not so get it. So there's different writing also? No. Like in school, you write in Arabic. Well, like in general, like in the streets, you just speak the dialect. But if you were to like physically write it out, if I was to like write you a note and I was yep. Egyptian and I wrote you a note and I slid it to you, yep. could you even know different dialects? Could you understand that? Yes. And then if you did the same back to me, even though I couldn't understand you speaking it, I could still read it. But I know what he wants. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, I, I, like I'm saying, like if you write in English, if somebody has a like if someone from the South that has a very thick accent goes yep. up to somebody in Boston and I got a Boston accent, like I know accents, yep. but you're still going to write the word paper, P-A-P-E-R. The same. Yep. Like, 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 yeah, it's paper, but they're going to be like, 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 you know, that paper, I don't know, like a Southern accent. <laughs> like, I'm just like, like, they're just going to have a tone to it. Like, I was yep. like, Boston, like half the time you're like, what the heck's he saying? Like, I know he's saying English, and you kind of make it out, but it just yep. is a little, just enough to tweak that, you know, with yep. the ear. Even your, I mean, your accent's thicker so like yep. I, I would say like arabic and you're like arabic like you yep. kind of have like a you roll it really like because if the french actually okay it depends like how um like the languages that you learn and uh how you learn them and which one you learn first and make a difference someone you may see um if someone didn't speak french even if they are from morocco you're gonna see like you're gonna hear like a different accent because it's almost coming from Arabic to English. Uh, the fact that I learned French, um, you know, like you said, when, when, when we're talking about like Denmark and you said, um, and I said Danish, and you said Danish. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of like go from like, oh, it's, it's, it's A um, and, and, and English, but it's A in French. Yeah. And, um, and when I was actually learning the alphabet in, in, in English, my wife was always laughing at me because it was like, um, a B C D A. Uh, it was like just A A. And she's like, no, it's A and E. And so it was like no difference for me. Um, <laughs> but again, pronunciation wise, with the accent, it depends from where you are. Um, I think which I didn't even know that before. Uh, let's say people from Middle East, 
they don't have uh, uh, like the Arabic language, the alphabet. There is no uh, p on it, okay. so they don't pronounce p in the word. They pronounce b, like park. They may say bark. But because of the French that we learned in North Africa, we can see the difference between B and P. So, so if you're to like say use the the symbol for P in your outfit, there is no symbol for P in Arabic language. Yeah. No. So, how would that be written? They just would leave it without the P. I mean, it's different. It's completely different. Just because uh, I mean, it doesn't. Letters. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. It's it not like they doesn't they make would, sense. Yes. But when they say it, though, they would still pronunciate like a P sound, but it's come out as a B. Yes, because they didn't like they didn't have they didn't grow up with the P and the language, so they don't they don't pronounce that. So when you write Arabic, you write right to left, right? Yes. And then top down? No, just um, um, right to left. But like if you're writing on a sheet of paper, you go right to left, right to left, right yep. to left. So yep. you'd still go top down, meaning you yep. like start top. Of the, it was not like you start from the bottom and like slither your way back up. Like no, no. Okay. I mean, it, it like like probably like the Chinese or um, even the, the like Hindi. Can you, can you like write your name? Yeah, in, in Arabic. So basically, it's just this, and you'll write it like that. That's so funny. So A N A. And this could be S. So when you say this could be S? Yep. I mean, it's seen in Arabic, but it's kind of like the same, you know, like seen, S. Um, so if you were to sign your name, like in Arabic, like you're, you're in Morocco, you just have to sign your name. Uh, or just actually, write it like you would like in print, not like signature, but. Oh, actually, the funny. No, I mean, because of the French culture in Morocco, like most people, they, when they sign it, they sign it in French or their name in, in, in I mean, French alphabet. Uh, but before I was signing my name like this, which is my first and last name. And that's Arabic right there. Yep. So how many symbols are there? You said 22? Uh, no, 22 countries are Arabic. Yes, but I, I think it's 26 uh, letters, like the alphabet. So what would be like ABC? What's the first three letters of Arabic? Alif, Ba, Ta. So there's a little bit like A is always like an yes, alpha yeah, like kind of. Yes, like A, uh, B, S a for version C. of it. Yep. Like Abese was is French? Yes, Abese is French. Abese de EFG. Abese de EFG, yep. yep. I, it's coming back. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, some cobwebs yeah. there, but. <laughs> w, right? Yep. That's double yep. U? W, yep. W, Z. Yep. Yes. Look yeah, at you. Look I, at you. I know, I know. I mean, that's that's <laughs> 10 years of taking French at a very low level, but, you know, we got, we got it. So, um. No, but so people that couldn't see, like, you, I mean, obviously, I just said it. You write right to left. It was just funny seeing someone write right to left. Yep. So lefties thrive in that environment. You know, we're right. People always complain if you're lefty, you smudge the paper. Yep. So back then, it's like, <laughs> I'm lefty, man. I'm like Arabic all day long. So that's pretty cool because I always like, to me, Arabic always just looks like squiggles and stuff. But yep. I mean, every symbol looks like that. Yep. Like, you know, Chinese and you know, have yep. like. It depends because the. the, the when you take it to the calligraphy, like the Arabic calligraphy, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Because that, they write from left to right, or right to left, or, or top down, or down up top. So if, if you're not familiar with that, it's kind of like hard to read it. Um, if you go to old um, 
like old towns or old cities, mm-hmm. and there is like beautiful walls or uh, the door of some castle or something like that. Yep, it's it's the way they they write uh, 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 like the words of sentences. It's just beautiful. Well, this looks very um, like when you see someone do like a like meditation, or you have someone do like um, they kind of have like all the the symbols, and they have yep. like and I don't know what country if that's Indian or something like that, yep. but like when you look at the alphabet, I get it. I, I'm assuming these like underneath, like are versions, or maybe like N M L K D with like a dot underneath D yep. a D with a line. Yep. But the funny thing. Like, it almost looks like J, but there's multiple versions that look like J, multiple versions that look like a nine. Yep. Multiple, a lot of versions that look like J. It's like, <laughs> it's like a hook. Imagine if you were going fishing and you had a hook, but like at the top of the hook was like a different variation. Yep. Now, like that's like, looks like a capital J with like a little squiggle ass lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. But then you go here, these three all look the same except... Those just have more of like a hook tail, and this one's more of a jagged tail. Yep. Which is, but it, like if you really look at the alphabet, it looks like a couple B's, looks like a lot of J's, looks like a bunch of C's, a bunch of U's. Yep. But I mean, obviously, you can decipher that easy. Yep. Like when you look at that, you're just like, yeah, like, like I know, I mean, like it sounds so funny. Like, I don't know if I've ever actually looked at the, uh, the Arabic alphabet. And like, this is the same thing. It's just you put a dot in different spots. Yep. And the sounds kind of like different. Because if you start from the top, like you have the first letter, oh, that's, right. that's your A, yeah. And then you have like bet, tet, and then with the three dots, it's like tet, and then you go. It's kind of like just depending when you put. That's why I said it's it's hard in a way that when you change like the like the dot, and then you add um, which we call in Arabic those? like yep, like in Arabic we call like harakat, which is uh, the voils, like in in French or or, or English. If you put it in the top or the bottom, uh, it makes completely different uh, uh, sense for, for the war. So you just go and like, you'll do like a little hook and then dot, 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 or dot, dot, or dot. Yep. Like you don't make it look like a diamond shape like that. It's just That's just like a dot. Yep. I mean, the, the thing is at the beginning, uh, before, no, most country like like I said, like North Africa, they didn't speak Arabic before the, the, the Arabs from Middle East, they, they came in. A lot of, um, um, I think like Somalia or countries like that or Sudan they didn't and the issue or the problem they had they didn't had um um like the the which which I said like harakat it was just like this if you grow up reading it's no problem but if you didn't grow up reading without harakat you look at the word like me and someone else I can look at it and I can read it in a different way even it's exactly the same word well, that's what I was wondering, like, if they put two dots in versus three dots, like, your mind could self-correct that and be like... Yep, but it's more, more, more than that. Let me just show you. So... This is so fascinating. <laughs> so I'm going to just write this. This is car. That's car? Yep. So car, it's Sayara. So for me, I see the word, I read it. But when you add, you can add, like, like I said, which we call harakat. Sayara. So you add this, and I know it's Sayara. If I put this in the bottom, it becomes Sayara. So the thing is, if you're not familiar with this, you may read it completely in a different way. 
and it's exactly the same word. So you that means need... car too. No, it could it could mean uh, it could mean something else. Uh, so by putting those example. lines, so basically, for people who can't see, it's just like moving lines above, like yeah, a couple like basically just like straight lines on the top, and then you just kind of put it on the bottom. Took a while, I mean, basically yep. saying if yep. I erased it and put it on the bottom, yep. that is the line. That but that'd is, be a different actual yeah, letter. It is like this one, which um, I mean, just so there is a B. Which in Arabic it's ba, so it could be here ba, b, because you put it in the bottom, or if you put like little uh, how we can tell that, kind of like that little lightning bolt thing. Yeah, so it could be like boo. So it depends what you are putting there. The word could be different. Pronunciation. But, but that in a row, that's just three versions of b. Yes. So it's not like that was an actual word that you created. It'd no, just be like, that's blah, blah, blah. just, yeah. yeah. Yep. So if you, but adding that, if you were to add like the next letter was say another symbol, then you'd have three. I mean, it'd be the same as if we did like, you know, it's the same B, like B-E, but there's really no other version with B. Me, like M-E is me, B-E is B, you yep. know, then... There's probably another one. I that would actually just be the two letters, but but it's the <laughs> idea of like I'm thinking like do re mi fa so, but like um, yep. but if you go through like that would be enough just to change the symbol. Yeah, if, so that's if, a totally if, different letter when you add that. Symbol. Yeah, if it's if it's a word, you just change this and it could could mean completely something. But there's different. only 26. Like we looked in the alphabet. Like you changing it, it's only really the three variations of that because a lot of there was three. It would like be a J with three yep. different like. Yep. But when you pronounce that, it's different. Um, like, let's see. Would kind of be like M and N. M has one more loop than N typically when you write it, but we pronounce it M and N. Not, not exactly. I mean, it's just you know, like the uh, vowels in, in English. You have like A and E and I and you know. So that's what represents this kind of like in Arabic. Oh, so that's what changes the letter, not really the main B. No. But could That's you leave that main changed. B just just as that main letter? Yeah, you can. Like when you write Almost the letters, like a... yeah. You, when you write like the letters or the the, the words, uh, you can't. Like you're just using the letters that you uh, googled basically. But if you add this, that what makes a different sounds um, of of the word. Because, like I said, if you're not if you're not native Arabic speaker without this is going to be hard for you to know what the meaning of the word is. So uh, can you read, how would you read that in Arabic? Is that, does it translate? Uh, like education? Uh, Any of that, like your name, work, experience, and education. Like, can you read that in Arabic? Is there a translation for that? Yeah, I mean, it could be like, uh, now that's that whole thing. Yeah. That just but, seems so quick. Yeah, so like this experience. Here, like, pull, pull the mic so people can hear oh. you. Yeah, say, yeah. say it again, that word. So education is going to be like ta'lim and experience is going to be, or dirasa actually, for education and ex work experience could be like amal, which is mean work. So it could be like amal wa dirasa. But you could read it either from here to hear or hear to hear, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Oh yeah, because they're interchangeable. Well, yep. Education, work experience, work experience, and education. Yep. Um, but the thing is, like the like Arabic language, 
does it have a deep is your voice just deep or do you have like a deep pronunciation of it you know when you go some places and they just seem like they have a like a some places I like go to Germany get like a very harsh like yep. sound, but then it's like Arabic. It sounds like you have like a very like deep kind of like throaty way of pronunciating it. It, it. I think it depend like the it depend the regions, it depend the countries. My wife my wife tells me that um, I have a different vo- not voice but deep voice if I speak either French or Arabic. So how would you say like give me that same word but in French that same sentence? Uh, experience et education. So you have, I think you have a little bit higher pitch on that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah. it depends where where you are, and when it comes like to uh, most of females like in Morocco, they it's kind of like deep deep voice, which is kind of like funny. They it's almost they are like yelling, screaming all the time, but it's just the way uh, they talk. And for uh, uh, most of the uh, males, it's it's. I think it's just it depends. It depends who you are. Are you like the you know the kid, the father, the grandfather, things like that. Um, what's your favorite language to speak? Oh, that's a good. Do you have one that really jumps out. Like if I had to pick one language to speak forever, it would be this. I think. Uh, and taking away, like I would say, English is probably the most universal, right? I would think yes. in the world. Yes. Overall, most people probably know English because yep. of America, but like taking that out, like what of the three would be? It it I think it. Dep- I mean, I I if it was someone who kind of like uh, into uh, like poems and things like that, Arabic would be beautiful. There is like some deep because uh, uh, that's how there is you no know, when you go uh, before um, there is a period in the Middle East where. It, it was no written like the history. No one wrote the history, and they know the history through the poems because people there, the people who they were like, can't they translate it? Yeah, they were like, if if you were like a poet at that time, you're kind of like really you're you're a famous actor, let's say at that at that time. So no one wrote the history, but if you hear the poems, you know what happened at that time. So like. Poems in, in Arabic, it's it's kind of like uh, uh, beautiful. Um, French, uh, I mean, I I think I like French, um, and 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 in a way that um, when you're there, French people are the culture. It's 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 a little bit different, um, and I think French maybe now it's maybe now it's different because even you watch. Uh, uh, French movies now, and there is a little bit of English, which before French, they kind of, or France, they, they protected the language. Yeah. Like English, anyone can speak English, and that's what makes it probably easier because people, they can just learn it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. Even if I made a mistake, you're not going to correct me. You're going to try to understand what I'm saying and move yeah. on. French, they're going to correct you. That's just part of... Is that of, kind of like a nationalism kind of thing? Like they feel very strongly about the country? Because I find like... I think so. I mean, it's, it's kind of... They are, they are really protective. Like they want you to say it right. They want you to say it. Like if you don't say the sentence right, they're going to correct you. Because I think like... Like if you go to England, they're more formal with the language of English. And then yep. I find... Because really at the end of the day, United States like, always says it's like a melting pot. It's just there's a bunch of people that just moved yep. out. Yep. Basically, everybody's like, we're going to West Coast, baby, or West, West Hemisphere. Yep. They, they just head out there. <laughs> but it's the, like, 
I think that's one of the cool things about the U.S., but also I think because it's such a young country that people yep. are just like, what? English? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, even just locally, like people like you go to different towns and people's got a different dialect, you yep. know, than, than others. And uh, you can almost tell like even locally, you're from like 20 minutes that way, right? Yep. And, you know, mad people that tell me, you sound like Canadian. And I'm like, well, I'm sure there's <laughs> variations of us with Canada because we just grew up so close yep. that, yep. you know, that even people that are French, you know, that's come down, we just kind of pick up that. Yep. Like the A and kind of like, we don't say A, but you, you know, you pick up kind of that, <laughs> that, that term. And, yep. um, I've had multiple, even just going like five, six, seven hours away and people can pick that up and yep. it's, or even going down to Albany, people can pick it up like, oh, you from Canada, like you sound like you're from Canada. So, um, <laughs> no, funny. yeah. Fascinated with languages. Just, I like cultures. I like, um, learning about cultures. I, yep. I mean, granted I've visited France and never been visited visit Morocco. I'd love, I'd love to go to Morocco. Should, um, should. At some point, like I said, I, I do I do hope to, to travel when I get older, you know. Um, but I think the uh, going to different countries and seeing, like, I've been, you know, uh, England and Ireland and France and Italy, and you know, each of those places just have a different, yeah. just the language, the yep. food, the yep. style, the yep. architecture was massively different. Um, pretty much like we went from London to France to. Uh, Italy and every time you went to a country you went back in time like 200 years yeah and it was it was cool though because yep. like you know the buildings were just different and the yep. and the the streets were different and just the decor was different and yep. uh but again it adds that it just is cool like there's so many cool places in the world that like you start bringing out the you know the cultural aspect and I think right now with the, like the Olympics going on it's just neat to see and I this is a weird Olympics because I find and maybe it's because there's not a lot of people there because of yeah. like families and stuff. But a lot of the, for the most part, a lot of the competitors are very good sports with other competitors. Yep. And I don't know if that is just purely like at a certain point, when you become a professional athlete at a certain point, you are so good that I think if you're going up against other people that are so good, yep. you just have a mutual respect for them because yes. you know how hard it is to climb that mountain yep. peak. Um, and I find that, majority of the time high level athletes even though they're competitive almost to a fault yep that i think a lot of them are still humble enough to like shake hands congratulate yep. the other person yep. you're you know you beat me like it's yes. and i think being able you see a lot of people that play like local sports or high school high school sports and they're they're more chippy and then when yep. you get to college it's a little better and then when you yep. get to the pros it's just you know it's i find um so when you're seeing like snowboarders or figure skaters and like people from other countries congratulating getting beat to someone yep. else. Yep. Um, it's kind of cool. It's cool to it see is. that because you don't it see is. it all the time, but it's yep. fun when you see the cultures and how they, um, you know, whether it like could be someone like patting you on the back, someone giving yep. you a hug, someone yep. giving you a kiss on the side of the cheek, like yep. someone bowing to you. There's just different ways of embracing and, yep. and acknowledging. And you get to kind of see this, this cool glimpse into the world all at one time. Like how do yep. people from different countries react in luge or in, in figure skating and, yep. um, or even just hockey and it, it's yep. cool. So, yep. um, so Ines, um, you're, I'm going to steal this back from you. So I sure. get, so your role right now, directors of director of services, that's still dealing with it. Yes. So basically, uh, like Actually, leading, not I'm not taking that. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm so I can keep my, I want to make sure I preserve the Arabic writing here. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we have, um, we have the, uh, imaging, uh, parts in the IT, um, and IT part. Um, so 
part of my job is um, not just leading the the team, but working with each member of the team. We have guys from here. They have been in the business for over 15, 20 years. So they know what they are uh, doing. Working with them, it's 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 kind of like amazing. You learn so, so much. Um, and, you know, management, it's not... Um, it, people, they see management in a different ways. Uh, but for me, management, it's you're there for, for your people. You wanted them to grow. You wanted them to learn more. Um, you want to just be there for them um, when they need you so you can help them um, and, and, and anyway. Um, and a strong team became like strong family, and strong family, can, they can do anything. So now you're more of the managerial role? Yes. Um, how long have you been in this role for? Oh, it's just, it's just recently. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. So, but you have, you've had to step into... Uh, so this year out of all, so do you actually, first question for you, do you like managing? Uh, I do. I okay. see kind of like, uh, that, um, you know, you make, you make any time for me, any time you can make a difference in people's life and help them getting their full potential. And you see that it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's, uh, you may do it. At work you may do it just in, in, in general and uh, if, if you met people that they know me I kind of like push people around me I push myself and I push people around me because any one of us we're capable of doing so much so you need just maybe to hear that from someone else saying like hey go get that and and for me it, it's been just kind of like simple you set the goal you hit the goal it's as simple as that how so, how long have you been in IT? Since 13? Uh, no, since uh, 2009. I think I graduated back in France in, oh, yeah, in right, 2009. Man. Yep, so it's been over a little bit over a decade. Now. So, when I look at, um, like, my, so we work at a, you know, a small, or a small business. Yep. Independent company. Um, so, Basically, I got into the, my dad owned the company. I got into the business in college just yep. as, you know, kind of a, at the time, a stepping stone to something different. Never, never left. I, found, I, I started, I liked it. Uh, but the whole idea was I spent years really pushing myself to hit a high level individually. Yes. Um, and same thing, set goals, hit goals I, all day long. Like yep. set goals, learn, hit goal. Like that yep. was, that was like figure out how to get it and get it. And then what happened was, because of what I was able to accomplish as like an individual, yep. it offered opportunity for us to grow and it offered opportunity for others to want to join the company. Yes. Which again, naturally that's great. That's like yep. a, a cool thing with a company is you're growing. But so topped on that, I kind of by, um, by a product of me pushing myself, almost pushed myself or am pushing myself out of uh, like uh, the roles that I was doing before. Yep. And what's happening is because I've had to, you know, get thrust out of a little bit of just like the sales and just like me, Galen, as the individual agent yep. and push them up, up into more of a broker um, uh, manager leadership role. Yep. To me, I have to, I've been taking steps back like in the company and thinking, okay, where was I 10 years ago when I was trying to get better at being an individual agent? 
Yep. I worked a ton. I made a ton of mistakes. I learned from those mistakes. I got better. Yep. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, and yep. just kind of kept working my way up um, the success ladder. Yep. And now that I'm pushed up almost into a completely different position, still within real estate, so I still have that knowledge, but yep. into like, okay, leadership, into management, into, yep. okay, setting expectations, holding people accountable, setting yep. vision, setting goals, like communication, yep. um, motivation, whatever that might be. These were all things that I just, you had that one-on-one -on -one dialogue in my head and I just did it. I set goals, I did it. I didn't yes. ask anybody. I just, Galen, do it. Galen, okay, yes. got it. Let's do it. Yep. So now I find that I'm falling in a good way, if I'm like I've graduated up to the next tier, yep. but I fall, but I'm finding I'm at that very start of the tier where now I'm like working really, really hard to get the skill set of a leader manager. Yes, and my hope is, and right now I'm making a ton of mistakes. I'm learning a ton, reading, listening, watching, learning, awesome. and talking to people. Yep, but it's the next step that I have to do. It does not come naturally to me, and right now I find that. I like it. I like being in that position because yep. for me, it's the growth that I kind of envisioned. But it's also like now that it's here, like it's really like hard. Yep. And it's like, okay, now I just go talk about mountain climbing earlier. I'm like now I'm at a new peak or new base camp basically yep. going up to a new peak. And I get, and now this one's a little steeper and a little more challenging and a little more windier and yep. a little more, you know, and now yep. it's trying to figure that out. So how have you... Um, and it's a massive work in progress for me. That's why I like talking to people. I didn't realize this originally, but people that are in that position, you know, how have you trans or, or even though it's only been a couple of weeks, how are you making that transition? What's some things that you find that you're excited to do? What are some things that you know you have to work on? What are some things that you want to focus on? Like yep. kind of the, explain the new uh, role. I, I think like what you just said, that's, that's what makes it um, exciting that I always said that the hard part of, of anyone, it could be business, could be individual, um, is when you get into a position or into state and you get static. Static, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Static, that means you fight to keep what you have. But if you keep growing, whatever you have, it's there. No one's going to touch it. But you keep growing, you're kind of like preserving what you have but you're getting more, you're learning more, you're getting more challenges. Mm -hmm. um, leadership, again, it's not that easy. It's not for everyone because a job in itself, it's easy to do. If you have your job, it's built a house, you know what to do. You're going to go and build the house. His job is to make sure people are building the house. You have to be there. You have to watch. You have to make sure they are doing the right thing. So, Anytime you put people into the plate, it's challenging. But that challenge, how can you work with your team, with your people? Because at the end of the day, we have the same goal. We want to hit, hit like a goal so we can hit like a different goal. And that makes it challenging because everyone's different. We are different. We all are different. Uh, siblings are different. Uh, you know, even parents are, are, are different in the way how they see uh, uh, things. And... Um, I, 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 for myself, I love making mistakes. I, I believe mm -hmm. that making mistakes, it's kind of like the beautiful thing that you can have because you learn something from, from that. If you don't make mistakes, I mean, I don't know how you do that. It's yeah, kind of like you need that. You need that portion where, okay, this thing, it didn't work. How can I make it working? 
you learn from your environment. You may even learn from a kid. You may learn from a child. Uh, but the thing is, um, um, I actually read this book uh, a few, I think it was a few years ago. Um, I think it called Misfit Economy. Um, and the idea was kind of like how whatever you have, like we have legal and illegal business, let's say. So legal business uh, with, you know, the, the hierarchy, the, 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 uh, the admin side, the people, and this and that. A drug business, that's illegal. But the way they are doing it, you have the people who they cultivate, you know, the land, people who sell, people who do, like, they have CEO, CFO, CEO, oh, call yeah. it whatever. So what is business? It's just it's illegal. And the thing is, uh, a lot of even businesses, they learn from that. It's legal, but they learn and they make something legal. It's a mistake. It's not fit into what we think it's legal, but it's there. Um, the, I think was part of, um, years and years ago, we had, uh, what was it called? Like you could stream movies, but online. It was illegal to go oh, like pirating movies. movies. The thing is Netflix jumping that. Mm-hmm. and made it legal. But now you pay for that, and you're watching... Like Napster? Exactly. So yeah. it's kind of like, the, the, the thing is, how you look into how people do things, you learn from that. It's just, when it comes to you, it like copy and paste does not work. You need to adapt to what you are taking, and you need to make it working for your environment. Adapting. If I... If I my, my Moroccan culture, it does not work in the U.S. Like, I had to adapt when I left for France. Like, it's French culture. I had to adapt when I came into U.S. Because here, it's, 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 it's different. And a lot of people, they, had, um, they have kind of like issues because they fight what they shouldn't fight when it comes to adapting to your new environment. Mm-hmm. So you have always to adapt. Uh, being a single, it's not being a married, it's not being a parent. It's mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Like you have to adapt in the situation. One of the goals, uh, it's kind of like, how can I make sure that my kids succeed? That's like a challenge. You're a leader within your kids because yeah. you, you want to be like the role model. You want to be, do um, want to be there for them. Whatever you do with your employees, it's kind of like a small version with, with, with your kids. So no, no matter how you look at it, there is always learning. There is always mistakes. There is always, but I kind of like, you have to set that goal. And I'm seeing myself years from now. I'm seeing myself here and there. Um, and I think that's how we keep, uh, that's how we keep going. If we get static, that's kind of like, it's bad. It's just not, not. Well, I heard the line, like, if you're, if you're not learning and growing, you're dying. Because it's, yes. like you said, static. You're static. You're just not. And that, that's, that's like anything. Like, if you just don't get up and move. Like, as an elderly person, you just sit around all day. Like, yeah, yeah you're going downhill quick, you know. Yes. And um, I think the, like you said, if you, the adapting part, the learning part, um, the mistake part. I love mistakes. I try to preach to, like, everybody. I'm like, I, I care less if you make a mistake. Mistakes yeah. are good. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to put your hand on, on the, the hot burner once and you're not going to do it again. Like yep. it's kind of like you're hitting a, you know, going, going and hitting a bunch of electrical fences and like which one, ah, that one's okay. Don't, <laughs> no, not touch that one, not touch that one. This is the right path. And, yep. um, in each day I, I like 
problems. I like solving problems. Yes. As a kid, I always liked puzzles. I liked word problems. I liked all that. And now I find that life is just like a big puzzle for me. Yep. And there's good, there's bad, there's fun, there's stressful. There's all this, the emotions in it. Um, I try not to put too much stock into anything, meaning yep. like if I have a hard decision to make at work or if I have a conversation I don't want to have or have some type of conflict, then it's like, at the end of the day, it's just, it's something that's happening. Yes. Like let's not over embellish it. Yep. You know, let's kind of be a little more in that even keel and not go too high not go too low and just yep. kind of, you know, maintain. And I'm also a bit like the one thing I've learned in, in, um, that always kind of like pushes me when I, I feel overwhelmed with stuff. Yep. It's the idea that I always think that like, I'm, I'm a believer that things are meant to happen for a reason. Like yep. I've always been like, and, and I kind of look at that as, I don't know if it's right. I don't know if that's true, but in my head, it just keeps me like even keel where, you know, there was a reason I met you for some reason, yep. you know, but then it's like, if I make a mistake, then I, and I'm like, this is like the end of the world. Oh my God. Like I should have made that mistake. Yep. It's not the end of the world. It might be a big challenge, him. but no. huh? I yeah. shouldn't invite him. Yeah, I shouldn't invite him. <laughs> but he asked so nicely to come on. He was a cool guy. Like I, whatever. But, um, but the whole idea is like, if there was a bigger problem, like, I might look at that as like, oh, it's stressful. But then when you actually overcome it, like, yep. wow, good thing I had that big, ugly yes. problem in front of me because if it was just a minor thing, it wouldn't yep. have been as, as um, impactful on the greater scheme. Yep. Um, question I was going to ask, though, and it, I don't know I'd have too much into this, but um, I think people that don't have young kids or, or uh, our parents at this point shut the show off. But like <laughs> when you look at, like you talked about, being single to being married to being you know father, like when you start going through that hierarchy – and you look back, I always find this kind of funny. When I look back at prior to meeting my wife, yep. single, nothing going on. And back then you thought you had problems and you thought you had yes. too much to do and you had all this crazy stuff. Yep. Then you got married. Not as drastic, but now you have another person you're responsible for. Yes. You have another person to run stuff by and yep. not, not like the, the ball and chain, but more of like out of respect. Like I'm, you know, do you want to do this? I'm going to go here, letting you know, yep. cause it's just, you do it with your mom and dad, you do it with the friend. Yep. And then when you start having kids, now it's like you have that, but now you actually have responsibility. Exactly. And I found that that hierarchy, every step of the way, you get more responsibility and you get less time to do stuff. Yes. And, and, but at the same token, as you're going through that, you're also more prepared at, through experience to handle that and the That's wiser right. aspect. Exactly. And then you start to learn how to be more efficient because yep. you need to be. It's out of a necessity. Yep. And I find that that's my world right now. Like I have more responsibility now than I ever have in my life. Yep. I have three young children. You have three too, right? Yes. Yeah. We both have three young children and we both have, you know, we have a spouse, we have jobs, we have all this stuff. And then it's like, have, I think, I think we said we have the same cars for us and for the wives as well. We do. Yeah. Which is we funny. have the, literally the same. Well, <laughs> we'll get into the cars in a sec, but yeah, so you actually one up me, I think in one of the car ca categories, but, um, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, but it's, it's just, it's crazy. I wouldn't want it any other way. Cause it's fun. Yes. Um, it's stressful, but I find that it's rewarding. And like, even, even just the minor, like little things day to day, yep. um, you know, don't I think because as you grow and you take on more, you become more capable of taking on more and more yes. resilient. So like yep. even if I'm like oh, I got all this stuff going on, I'm like, eh, I'll do it. Now if this was me ten years ago, I'd be like, I don't know how to do all this. Yep. And now it's just like I'll figure it out, you know. Yep. And, and uh, 
I, it, there's something peaceful about that. There's something obviously still chaotic, but I'm sure you and I in 30 years are going to look back and have something similar in life. And yep. you'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I can't believe I was stressing <laughs> out at 30 or whatever, you know, yep. uh, you know, about that stuff. And now it's just like, you know, 40 might be worse than 30. Like, mm-hmm. you know, from a, what we like, if we were to look back on it and be like, I always tell kids that come in for like internships or college, I'm like, <laughs> you will have no more free time in your life than yes. you will in college. Yep. Like college is a cake, a yes. walk. Like, and like you think you're like, oh, I got so much stuff. I'm like, why didn't you do that, uh, that task? I was just so busy. I'm like, okay, break down your last week. Uh-huh. Give, me, give me a rundown of uh-huh. your last week. Let me see if I can find some spare time you could have found yep. time to get that project yep. done or not scrolling Instagram <laughs> or watching TV or something. And, but again, you're a kid, do what you want. You know, you, you, life comes at you quick. So True. it's like, take advantage. Um, so what, what, what do you like about IT? I think I like the, the challenge of it's, it's evolving every day. It's changing. Uh, like I said, you know, talk about static. Uh, IT, it's a big, a big environment, big, big world. It could be, um, you know, it could be like the networking, the cybersecurity, the security, um, and, and all of that. But it, any, um, when you look at it, uh, especially with technology that we have today, I mean, what we had just last year, what we had five years ago, 10 years ago, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that, and, and um, looking at it, it, it makes, um, it amazed me in a way that what's going to be next, what challenge is going to be next. Because it's part, you know, we could, uh, as, as, as human, you could do anything. You could be, uh, we're capable of, 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 of doing um, um, anything. Uh, but for me, it was kind of like going into IT. I know that I'm going to have challenges in, in, in my life when it comes to the professional life. Um, and we keep, we, keep, we keep doing that. Um, like even with, uh, uh, with national business technologies, I mean, um, uh, it, there is a lot of customers. There is a lot of challenges. Um, and and um, either we have our um, HQ in Albany or um, our office here for, for, for the North Country, which comes with like taking care of our community. But everyone's different. Every customer is different, not just the technology part, but the people side as well. How much day-to-day, let's say monthly or yearly, how much do you have to like relearn? Because technology moves so fast. It's, that's why like you have really to um, concentrate on something. You cannot do everything. Um, that's why there is a team and each one of the team are really good at something. And when you combine that knowledge, you become strong. Um, so we're more into, like for myself, I'm more into the cybersecurity. I'm amazed how, um, um, especially like the social engineering, which it's uh, people can call you and pass off someone else to get the information from you. People can, there is, um, there is companies who they hire, uh, they hire people to go to big companies. And the idea is how can they get into these companies even with the security and all of that so they can get to your office and just leave a note and get out without anyone knowing that I did that. So it's not just a computer. It's more than that when it comes to cybersecurity. Um, yeah, so I mean cybersecurity in the sense like if someone hacks into your account, like in theory – I'm assuming like you could hack into people's accounts easy if you wanted to. Yeah, what? 
that, that's a, don't ask questions. Like that. Secret. I, I cannot. That's, I don't that's, do that's that. the second. That's the second. <laughs> but like, if, if you know how to like, basically, it's like I know how to stop it. Like yep. then you kind of have you know how it works and how someone could do that. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything. Basically, if you're gonna fix your car, you have to know what you have inside your car. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to um, like cybersecurity, to be able to help, you have to know how those people they gonna attack. Uh, so you have to train yourself and, and that. Well, it's like it's like uh, you know any type of uh, law enforcement that tries to like uh, you know catch any kind of drug smuggling. Yep, they have to know how that ring works. They have exactly. to know how it works in order. Exactly. I mean, they're not again. You talk about the the legal and the illegal part of yep. it. Like, I mean, we all know how to like we could break into a house and steal something. Doesn't yep. mean we're going to, but yep. the cops need to know the, how someone would break in and how exactly. to catch them. And and so it's kind of like. Even yesterday, uh, someone I knew, their uh, Instagram was hacked. Yep. Because then you get this like bogus email, like, oh my God, I made all this money in crypto and sign up now, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like somebody obviously went in, hacked that account, probably yep. with thousands of other ones off yep. Instagram. And next thing you know, like that blocked out of their account. Yep. I'm sure there's, like, you might be able to go in and, like, okay, someone hacked me. You go figure out how to pull your account back up. Yep. But like the average person's like, oh, screw it. Now I got to get a new email, new yep. password, new, you know, yep. all my pictures are gone. So, um, but, Either, either case, like I said, it's just the, the IT world um, to me is fascinating for a couple of things. One, how new it is, how quickly it's grown, yep. how intimidating it is to a lot of people yes. because I'm someone that I'm, I'm – so I'm 32. So I'm from a generation that didn't really grow up with what we grew up with, yep. but we're young enough to adapt to what we have now. Yep. Um, like I, I say a lot, like I've done a – you know, I like Instagram for, for business purposes and everything yep. else. Instagram was created in 2013, 12, 13. Yep. So, I mean, I got an account in 13. I had one of the first, I think I had the first Facebook account for of realtors in the area. <laughs> and that was in 2011 and Facebook started in 2004. Yep. I couldn't even get Facebook until I was in college. So when you look at a lot of these companies, like Facebook's 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. Instagram's less than 10 years old. Yep. Even if you go back to like Apple, are you an Apple or an Android guy? Uh, You're probably both. Apple. If you had to pick Apple, can you work on both though? Yes. Okay. So I'm Apple too. I respect that. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all Apple, Mac. See, you uh, made the yeah. right choice on revealing me. Yeah. yeah. So, and this comes from an IT guy. You got to talk to my wife because she hates Apple. But I feel like, and that said, you have to get Apple. It's just better. Um, they don't crash as much, right? Yes. Okay. Me, yes, meaning you agree with me? No, I agree with you. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I've had an Apple for almost ten years. It's never. I mean, yep. knock on all the wood in, in my office. It's never crashed yep. on me. The, the difference is this is the difference between Apple and, and Android. Basically, it's kind of like Microsoft when it comes to uh, um, operation systems. You know, either we have like Windows Ten, we have we have now. So Apple, they have their own product. So they spend money into one product. Isn't it called iOS, but it's like a closed circuit or something they call it? Yep. So it's kind of like either Mac or phones or whatever. Uh, You have a team that they work day and night of making a product really strong. When it comes to Android, it's like a system, but a different companies, they are buying that system and pouring it into their phones. So computer, it could be Dell. It could be uh, Microsoft. uh, Like, yeah, I mean, Microsoft. If it comes to the surface, that's their own. You know, they try to make it hard. But so it Dell, be Dell like, is more hardware, or is that also software? Hardware. So basically, you're buying the operation system, which is Microsoft, and you're putting it to different brands. So Android is Microsoft, 
Or is Android its own company? That's Google. Google owns Android? Yep. Okay. And then, so Google, so Google created Android, which is an operating system. Yes. Um, and then how does that factor in with Microsoft? Microsoft just makes it for the Android platform or connects? It's it like, it's, it's kind of like you're buying, um, can I say that? Um, you, you have, when it comes to computers, so you buy Dell. Dell is the hardware. So you're buying your hardware, but you need the hardware, you need the software side to make the hardware works. So you have Microsoft. You could buy uh, Asus, basically. It's a different brand. Asus? Yes, yep. different computer. But it's Microsoft who's going to run it. What about IBM? What's IBM? So IBM, they have their own um, uh, platform. They have, uh, believe it or not, when it was in France, I worked in um, which we call MVS, uh, that multiple uh, virtual storage. Um, it's old system. It's IBM, old system. Uh, big companies, banks, they still use that system because they couldn't get out. And there is no other way to do it. Well, okay. and they still using that. Um, IBM was one of the the first companies that they wanted to go into PC, personal computers. Mm -hmm. But someone thought that it was a bad idea. They that, gave it to Microsoft. I'm yeah. gonna get what? <laughs> guess what? Bill Gates ran with it. Yep. Here we go. Microsoft now it's kind of like the biggest company when it comes to uh, um, operation systems. So uh, Apple and Microsoft both have their own operating systems. Is there, is there yes. any other operating systems out there? I think there is. Yeah, I mean, you have like Linux. Um, you have, um, what's the other ones? That's not coming to my, my head. Um, Linux is one of them. A lot of people, they love Linux because it's kind of like simple. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not Microsoft. And I mean, kind of like people may not like it in a way that, they need to do this and that, and people are used to Microsoft more than other uh, operation system. But the most, you know, Microsoft is number one. I should say maybe like Apple number two, and you have a small, small ones. In Apple, the thing with Apple is Apple iOS is only on Apple products. Yes. Yeah, like Microsoft, like you said, could go on Asus, could go on yep. Dell, could go on. Yep. Um, does Microsoft actually make its own computers? Yeah, Surfaces. Oh, sir, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, now, they've also made it where they can be interconnected slightly, right? Because, like, I have Office for Mac. Yep. So, I mean, I page something because I'm like, I grew up on Excel. Yep. I'll be honest. Apple's pages and numbers, I think, are terrible relative to Excel. Yep. Um, I just like Excel. I like Word doc. I like it. It's yep. more universal. Yep. But pretty much everything else, like, I'm iTunes. I'm, like, I do iMovie. I bought Adobe, but... I don't edit as much anymore, yep. but I think if I had to redo it, I'd probably get um, Final Cut. Yep. But uh, but it's still the idea that we start looking at it. I just I think that Apple is universal, it's simplistic, AirDrop, the functions where I can copy here, paste on my laptop. It's yep. just like it just speeds up my production. Yep. Um, and I think it just works. Like I just think it works good. And I think I was reading you know reading books, and obviously, I think out of Steve Jobs, I think maybe because he's he's passed at this point, but I think he's comes across to me more iconic than yeah. Bill Gates. Yep. Um, so Steve Jobs kind of is like the you know Bill Gates will be there too, but like the Mount Rushmore of like tech. And you, when you look at um, 
you know, Steve Jobs being a CEO, getting fired, coming back as the CEO, yep. and then really just pulling it from almost like the depths of the, yep. of hell, you know, and yep. and uh, but when they start coming out with you know products, and I, one of the things I found was when he came back and they were like months away from bankruptcy, he basically stripped everything out yep. and just created the iPod. Yep. And that just revolutionized everything. And then he's like, all right, we're back. And then he just like iPhone, I, yep. iPad, MacBook. Um, I just think like I have his book up on my shelf. I want to try to get to that this year. Just I think it's called Steve Jobs. I don't know. Uh, Walter Isaacson wrote it. Um, it's just kind of his biography. Yeah. But I'm fascinated by his way of doing stuff because I've heard bad things about him. But then as I've read more, he wasn't as um, – cutthroat as people think he was yeah but in a way that i'm trying to like you talked about like get the team to improve as a total yep. and they said oh. that he wasn't someone that um you know he could have been a dick to people but at the end of the day he was he also wanted to be challenged because he wanted to get to the answer he didn't care how he got to the answer he didn't care how it was done he don't he doesn't care whose idea it was yes he was just like let's get to the answer and i'm going to push you to get to the answer yep. and you're going to push me to get to the answer yep. um and i found that that was fascinating i'm trying to take Things like that that I can use, obviously on a more micro scale. Yes. In as a leadership role. Yep. So I've you know I've really read a lot about founders and CEOs of like tech companies and CEOs of you know obviously other you know real estate or different kind of businesses. Like yep. how do they think? What do they do? How do they yep. motivate? How do they lead? How do, and it's a challenge. It's new to me, but it's fun. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Um. So from an from an IT. Um, I guess from an IT perspective, like what, what's your favorite thing to work on? Is it just cybersecurity? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like I said, the, the favorite thing is the challenge. Uh, it, could be, it could be anything, either cybersecurity or networking or security. The thing is you go somewhere or you're helping a customer um, and like most of the time they're like, this thing does not work. It could be as simple as um, their email didn't does 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 not work or this and that, so it's kind of like easy to look at it. Or sometimes even the email, it could be like hard to figure out what happened to the email, and you start troubleshooting it. You have to work maybe with Microsoft Teams to kind of like uh, get to the bottom of the issues and, and and get it resolved. But the thing is, each customer they have a different infrastructure, and when you look into that, it could be complicated. And the idea just how can you make it um, simple? Uh, we have enough technology today to make the life of customers or of someone uh, simple. Because at the end of the day, you want to just come here, open up your computer, turn it on, run the things, and it work for you. You don't care what you're just saying. You don't care what the back of that, the whole process and how it works and this and that. You want to just click on the button, and the button basically respond to you, and, and you get things done. Like one, one of the... I love technology for many reasons. Yep. Um, a lot of it just simplifies life. It's more efficient. It, it, you can leverage. You know, it's a lot of stuff. But one of the things again that frustrates me, and I say all the time, something crashes. I'm like, I'm not asking this stupid thing to do anything it can't do. I'm just yep. like, just work. It's it's kind of like anything else. Like yep. it's it's uh, like I'm not asking this thing to like cure cancer. I, I'm literally just asking it. I just want to be able to turn it on and send an email. Like, yep. um, so I always find that I love technology, and then. Obviously, I'm sure many people say this until it doesn't work anymore, yeah. and then you just curse the thing out. Yep. And you're like, I'm just going back to paper and pen, you know. But, <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the, one of the things. And then, uh, you know, there's just there's so much to it. Yep. Um, and I think we kind of talk about like the, uh, 
like the intimidation factor, I think for a lot of people, but then learning how it works, I really don't care. I think at some point in time, if I had time to just sit there and research it or read something on it or watch something on it, I think I'd be fascinated. It's like anything. How does, how do they build skyscrapers? I find that fascinating. How do you build something that high up in the air? Like it, and I think it's like this like crane crawling system and it's, it's, it's cool, but it's like stuff that you like, yeah, how do they build that? You know, how do they build bridges across across like riverways? Like how do they, how do they anchor the posts? Like the, the engineering feats that I would be fascinated by, but again, IT just kind of is the same just on a computer. Yes. But it's still, again, very fascinating, but I agree. I want to just click, open it, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, what, what's your, actually, quick question. What are bots? Bots meaning like pe- like fake accounts or people that, you know, if you go on like Instagram and someone posts something, all of a sudden you get a bunch of likes and like comments and everything else, but yep. they're just these bots that go on. Yep. I'm sure they've done some type of coding or algorithm to... Yep. On a keyword, and then you're going to automatically post this, and then yep. it goes. Yep. So that's how that works. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, it's kind of like um, f- fake people, which they are not people. <laughs> they are just like robots. It's an algorithm, basically, who they run, and, 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 and there's a bunch of, um, it depends what um, uh, request from the algorithm. And they, like you said, you, you said that right. You just go and you put something on Instagram and you see kind of like the like, 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 or, or things like that. It's just, um, it's just one way. Like to promote it on this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now could you set that up if you wanted to? You could, I mean, you can learn that. You can even learn it. it it's like easy today. Yeah. I mean, today it's just the time that you want to put into learning things before, it was hard because it was no reference. It was kind of like, um, I need maybe to go to school, what type of books I need. You're figuring it out, yeah. Now it's just YouTube. If you want to do that, how can I write like language in Python, which is one of the languages, and program like, but to, to kind of like go on in, in, in Instagram or, or any social media and do things that I want. And you, if, if you look, you will be amazed how many people they start their IT uh, uh, career. They, they they don't know anything about IT because it's kind of like affordable now. You can learn anything and in, in online. Oh yeah, that's where you're gonna start seeing like college education go down. The, like I think, you know, especially with the cost of it. Yep. Well, one thing it's so expensive. I, again, I think because naturally it's like people aren't going as much, and you're gonna like realistically courses, training, learning from people that know what they're doing. Yep. First world like. Like I first, like a uh, uh, first person experience, like that's the kind of stuff that is going to teach you, like find a mentor, find yes. a course, find yep. a video. Yep. Um, like I bought a video, um, uh, you know, Casey Neistat, he's a, like does, did, used to do all the vlogs, he's a YouTube guy. So what, long story no, short, he puts not. out this course. He's followed by millions of people. Very, I mean, a very good filmmaker. Yep. But then started to go, went from like making films to then went to YouTube. So now that yep. opened up obviously the, that whole space and guy gets paid millions of dollars to make mo- movies. So he posts a movie and like millions of people see it like in 24 hours. Wow. Um, so he came up with a course basically just saying like, I'm not saying this is a right or wrong way to make video. This is just how I make videos. Yep. And, but the techniques that he uses that he's just teaching and all of a sudden you can do it. And next thing you know, you could be, you know, creating a Super Bowl commercial just yes. because you learned the talent off yep. of a course that cost me like 200 bucks to buy. Yep. But I'm like, I, like 
you go to film school. He's like, he basically called it the Casey Neistat <laughs> film school. Well, for $200, I feel like I can get a level up on most kids that could yep. probably come out of like a college with that degree just because yep. you learn these techniques. Um, cause yeah, cause I just like bots, you hear about them more and more. Then you start hearing about how like Chinese and Russian bots are being infiltrated into the U S to yep. kind of stir shit basically. And, yep. And, um, or people just getting people fighting, but they're not even fighting with each other. They're fighting with the bot that's trying to, you know, kind of exactly. poke, poke the bear. Yep. Um, what's your thoughts on NFTs and crypto? Are you, have you, you knowledgeable on that stuff? Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, there's a lot of opinions. Um, and, um, it's kind of like, for me, it's hard to tell. Uh, it's somehow like when it comes to crypto, basically, <laughs> Uh, when it started, it kind of like just everyone jumped on it and it was kind of like just flying. Then it dipped, then now it's going like down. Now, now it's kind of like the hiking part where it's like up and, um, up and down. Uh, that one, it's for, him, for me, it's kind of like hard to predict the future. Uh, but you see like all other, I think it's, it's uh, is it Salvador that now they use? Uh, Bitcoin as the national. Money. Oh, I think um, it was, uh, is it Salvador? Like some small. Lit, um, uh, I know there's places. There's places that they use. I don't know if they. It's you mean they change their their actual they, currency? Though? Yep, they pay their employees. Oh, I didn't hear that. I've heard that people Salvador. Like I've heard like athletes taking their salaries in Bitcoin. I've yep. heard. Um, What's in it? Odell Beckham took his like first year salary in Bitcoin. Or something like that for the Rams, yep. obviously now Super Bowl champ. But um, so yeah, I mean it, it's definitely it, it's definitely changing. Uh, but how much um, you, you have like the big corporates who's gonna fight that because kind of like losing money I, in a way or another. So it's again it, for me, it's I, hard to predict how this thing is going to be. I think I've always been a person that's tried to kind of stay up on like where things are trending. Yep. Um, and then not fighting it, but just adapting to it. And the funny thing is like you talked about, it, like if you're not growing, I mean, if you could go back all the way in human civilization and there was actually a great commercial on the Super Bowl with Larry David in it. I don't know if you saw that. It was about, no, it was actually not. with a, um, a crypto commercial Yep. and he was playing like historical figures throughout history and basically arguing with what happened. Like, well, obviously, we know what happened. He was arguing against it. Like, Edison with the light bulb is like, eh, I don't think that's really going to catch on. Yep. Like, kind of like, it was on a spoof on it. And, but it, it's true. Like, how, like, when Edison came up with the light bulb, how many people were just like, that's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I'm going to use my candle. Yep. And then, same thing with, like, the printing press. Same thing with Model T Ford. Like, yep. Henry Ford comes in and says, we're going to, like, like, I got my horses. You're nuts. Yep. And, but it's that forward thinking aspect. And now when you're looking at, you know, um, like Tesla, obviously we both like Tesla, but yep. like, I, I, again, I saw this commercial on the Super Bowl. This car comes up and they do this. I forgot what it's called. And then they, um, it wasn't pontoon. It was something. It was some, some uh, electric car. Yep. And I didn't catch the whole commercial. But at one point, they, they put a slogan up that said, or a little line that said, no Mars. And I think they were taking, obviously, a shot at Elon. Yeah. But basically saying, like, we're not doing all this other stuff. We're just making really good electric vehicles. And I, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, and Elon just laughed out loud and just said whatever. Because, <laughs> like, he's, he's like, I see that, and I raise you a better car company yep. while making rocket ships. Yep. So, I, but I look at the idea that 
like I was just, um, like I said, I traveled last week and I had a couple people ask me about Tesla because they're like, well, where do you charge? Like, how much do you charge? Like, what happens if you don't find a charger? Like, all the questions that, trust me, like anybody getting one, like I asked myself, you know, yep. but I looked into it. I didn't ask it skeptically, like, oh, that's stupid. I asked it more of like, is it practical? Can I use it? And yep. then you start talking to everybody and I'm like, well, this is, you know, just the way of the future. Like yeah. I was going to get a different car and I'm like, you know what? I like Tesla. I, yep. I, I've wanted an electric vehicle for 10 years. I remember thinking back as a kid graduating school, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool? Cause that was when the, uh, um, the, was the Chevy Volt. What was the first one that came out? Was it the Volt or the, the Leaf or the, whatever yeah, the, the one came Nis out. Nissan Leaf. Yeah, I think you're right. Whatever the one that came out was like 40 miles to the gallon hybrid, but it was 40 miles of charge. And in my head, I remember hearing this probably back like around two, your, when I graduated high school, I was like, wow, like, if I don't travel over 40 miles, I don't travel for over 40 miles in a day normally. Yep. So I could just all electric, I don't even have to buy gas. And of course, this is back when gas was $4 a gallon, which, I mean, we're right at that part. But yes. Now. And the thing was, and not to be, I, I don't fill up gas cars that often. I fill up my wife's car, like, she doesn't drive much. So like once a month, maybe tops. Yep. I was sitting the other day charging and I like looked up at Stewart's at one of the charge stations where the char uh, charger was actually at Stewart's. Yep. And I looked at him like, holy crap, it's like 380 a gallon. Like, I haven't seen this in 12 years. Back when yep. I mean, 2008 was like, hey, welcome to the big show, kid. You're driving to college. Oh, by the way, gas is like 425. Uh -huh. But I, I just am oblivious to it because I don't have to use it. Like, I drive by gas stations. I don't even look up at the gas prices because yep. it's just you don't, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And, but when people are asking you questions about it, all warranted because it's new to them, but you can tell that there's a level of skepticism behind yeah. it. And I'm like, listen, I know whatever. But I said, think about it. Since I've gotten it, they've added probably 5,000 superchargers just in the last year alone. Mm -hmm. I said, the supercharging process, well, how long does it take? I'm like, okay, it takes probably 20 to 30 minutes to charge up. Yep. Well, that's so long. I'm like, is it? I'm like, it. I get it. I personally, like, I had to charge up probably four times down and back total. And it wasn't like I had to charge full. It was just charge enough to get home. Yep. And I didn't find it was that big of a deal. Both times I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, grab something to eat while I was charging. Yep. And then, and for me, it was like during the work day. So I kind of like just text and was doing stuff while I was in the car. And does it add an extra 45 minutes to my trip? Sure. At the end of the day, how long do I do those? A day-to-day -day travel? Yes. Nothing. Yep. I go home, I plug in and they asked me like, what, what is it like at home? I'm like, I wake up every day with a full charge. I have a full <laughs> like quote unquote tank of yep. gas, whatever you want to call Especially it. Especially in the winter time. You don't have to go and, you know. Yeah, don't have, to, don't, don't have to do anything. So he said the only time it's a slight inconvenience is long travel. Yep. But what I will say is that New York just put out the Evolve NY mm -hmm. things down in Sam's Club. But I looked at the map. They have them like I think the goal in New York State is to get them all within 50 miles apart. Yep. So really it's like you can go anywhere. They charge, I think, just as comparable as the superchargers. Yep. And that's just – this is 2022. Yes. We're – I think we would talk before. I think I think in ten years from now, there's going to be more EV cars and gas-powered cars. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to eventually start to see ten to fifteen years from now, maybe sooner, that you're going to look at gas stations as being obsolete. Like, oh my god, I saw a gas station. It's almost like seeing yep. a rotary phone now. Yep. And people, I remember the first time I, someone told me, I actually remember who it was. Oh, they don't have a landline. They just have their cell phone. And I was like, how? They just have a cell phone. They're crazy. That's why would anybody have a cell phone? They don't have a landline. And now yep. thinking of it, it's like, well, isn't that dumb to have two phones? Like, but 
I remember thinking that was so taboo and this yep. was 15 years ago. Yeah. And so I think that as like when people say like, well, it takes 25 minutes to charge. I'm like in 2022, it does 2025. That would be 10 minutes. Yes. 2027. That might be three minutes. Yep. You know, eventually you're just going to go in and it's going to be less charged than you are at a gas station. Yep. And eventually you're probably just going to go in and it's kind of like charging your phone. You're going to be able to like, almost like just back up to something and you're like, Oh, you're within two feet. We're just self-charging just yep. by proximity. Yep. Um, I mean, all this stuff is coming. So when you take what I was talking about NFTs and crypto NFTs to me are not going away ever. Yeah. Um, real estate. Cause we're in real estate. I just saw it the other day. So I follow stuff like, you know, kind of stay up on it. I need to learn it better, but yep. kind of like aware of what's going on. Like the Foo Fighters played a concert in the metaverse during the Super Bowl. Like put that in perspective. Like why, I mean, the, the halftime show was still, but like take, but that was happening. And then you look at in um, the first NFT sold in Tampa or was listed in Tampa as a first NFT for a home. And the starting price, whatever was like $690,000. Wow. And what they put in the, the paragraph was ba they're like, well, basically because the way that it would be transferred yep. in theory, you could buy it through Venmo. And the idea is like in anybody who's in real estate, Follow me on this. We know that the closing process, at least in New York, is about eight weeks, which is abs absurd. But even if you go to a typical Florida place and it's four weeks, if you're like, listen, we're just transferring like Ellos, whatever the transfer portion of, of yep. it is, we're doing it by Venmo and it's probably going to be closed in a day. Yep. So it's like, oh, that's a cool house. Oh, wait, I get the keys? Great. Mine. It's like <laughs> buying a sandwich or buying a coffee. Like, I just yep. get at the end of the drive through. Awesome. Yep. So, but again, NFTs just started what? Like, I don't know when the initiation was. I mean, they've only really come out in the last year. Yeah. And the fact they came out a year ago and you have people in the metaverse doing stuff and your people are buying homes with them and people are, what, what's the, the artist guy there that just sold like, was like $100 million worth of NFTs off his artwork, Beeple or whatever his name is. Like all this like crazy stuff is happening so quickly. Yep. I think crypto, cause you see like Dogecoin, you see all this stuff. But to me, whatever the NFT model is, it sounds like that is taking off more than like crypto. Yep. I'm not saying crypto won't, but I almost like allude to like crypto, almost like a MySpace kind of thing where NFT seems more like a Facebook kind of thing. Like yep. I think it's a little more staying power. Um, I don't, I mean, the whole thing is crazy. Like the metaverse, like I do believe you're going to put on like Oculuses and like sit in your, like I'm going to sit in my house. Like and you're like going to text me be like, Hey man, can I go look at that house in um, Syracuse? <laughs> And I'm New York State. I can sell anywhere in New York State. Yep. You could say, like, I could get buyers now in Long Island. I don't have to go to Long Island. I can just sit there and be like, hey, let's pop them on. We're in the Hamptons. This yep. is great. Yep. So what's going to happen, I believe, is that you're going to end up – real estate is going to be more competitive because one thing that real estate is a problem with right now is we're always geographically tied to an area. Yes. Because of drive time, because of licensing within states. Yep. But like, hey, if I can go sell a house in Montauk, for you know three million dollars okay, and do the same not? amount of work as I would on a two hundred thousand dollar home, like I'll take that payday. Yep. So I think that we're going to start to see some of that happen. Where if you really think about it, like if the cost of living up here is, you know, lower than say Long Island, but yep. I can get paid like I'm in Long Island, yep. but I'm just putting on some goggles with my foreign buyer from Monaco that uh, or Morocco, <laughs> Monaco, Morocco that uh, is there's a Monaco too, right? It is. Yeah, that's in France. Yeah, there we go. I was like, I know it's good. Cool. <laughs> um, but like you, that could happen. So it could. I think a lot of that's going to happen. I, I do have to get more educated on it to yep. see where the opportunities lie. Yes. But I do think because tech, 
people are freaked out now and like people are like freaked out by like Neuralink, like putting a chip yeah. in your head. I'm like, you say that, but you also didn't think you were going to be carrying around a phone with you all times, all, all day long. Yep. Like a phone was for the wall. Yep. You know, back in the day you had a beeper. Like now anybody can get you. And now you have a computer. Now you have a TV. Like, yep. so I love technology and certain things. I do get a little freaked out with like AI <laughs> because AI, like, you know, it's like AI. that talk about the robots, like Terminator yep. kind of thing. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you know more about that than I do, but still that's, that's the thing that always kind of worries about if you make these things like too powerful yep. that you really can't stop it. Yep. Actually back in, um, I think it was 17, 18, 17 or 18 Facebook. They developed two robots and the two robots, they picked up a language that the programmers, they couldn't understand. They start talking to each other. That's Facebook scary. shut down the program. I don't know if they did. That's what, you know, they're yeah. saying, but it's, yeah, it could be, um, it could be crazy. <laughs> we talk about like, a, like, uh, almost your own, uh, was it like the dinosaurs got extinct by like a meter, right? Or something. Yeah. It's kind of like your own meter, right? Uh, did you watch the movie? Don't look up on Netflix. Yes, awesome movie. Yep, that I was did. also a very well. First off, I didn't realize it was kind of like a parody comedy kind of thing. Yep. But at the end of the day, like that's freaky. It is because, like, realistically, space is just its own. Like, oh, yeah. you're not going to stop space. Like, no. whatever you do on Earth, like, yep. you get a meteor hit you, bye bye. Yep. And I mean, it's happening right now somewhere in the universe. Like, yep. <laughs> Probably billions of places in the universe. Yep. Who knows how big it is? But um, that is kind of creepy, though, to it think is. that literally this one meteorite, like, <laughs> uh, now hopefully, kind of what they tried in the movie to, like, blast it, uh-huh. could work. Maybe. Maybe. Send nukes up there, do it. Maybe <laughs> that would work. But then all of a sudden, does that shift the climate? Does that shift? Yep. Does that tilt the earth on its axis? Next yep. thing you know, it's like, uh, people are just going to die because it's too cold or yep. too hot. Like, so it's, it's, uh, I look at, like, the world and life, like, it's almost, too perfect at times that it yeah. all just happened. Yep. Like that's why I always find it's when you get like the science and religion idea going back and forth, I'm yep. like, I, you can kind of believe in both. I think they work hand in hand because there's yep. something funny about how like all the stuff that happens just in your body yep. or like when you think like childbirth, like all the stuff that has to happen for this like, you know, thing that started off as a sperm and an egg to come together to create a human to create this. And then like, I'm like, it's almost like overwhelming to think yep. how perfect and then yep. yeah just like even like little like things in your nose have <laughs> like all these like weird things that had to develop so um yeah i don't know what, what's your thoughts on all like i guess like tech future i, I just kind of rambled to my end. you cannot really stop progress that's 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 the thing like progress it's it it's gonna uh uh keep 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 growing, keep progressing. That's how human beings um, are. Like you said, you look a few hundred uh, years ago, where we are, the people they were joking about things that gonna go to space and the moon and the cell phone. Um, I ever remember like um, I think it was in France, like some old ads back in the fifties, where even they came up with radio that you can take with you outside. Yeah, and they were joking that there is little TV in that radio, and people are talking, and it was kind of like a joke. And today we have like a cell phones. Um, going back to the um, um, electric cars, I mean that's definitely the future. Is it uh, right now? The difference is when you go and you charge your car. Yes, you stay for twenty minutes, but there is no one around you. Like how many times you go there and like I have to wait? You don't. You go no, no. you charge your car. But the thing is. 
more electric cars, it's a program. It's someone who's programming that your car needs to stay there for 20 minutes to be charged. They're going to just make that program stronger, which says it's three minutes. We, we receive, like both of us, there is always updates. They send updates to the car. All the time. So it's kind of like as easy as going, doing some, uh, adding lines, programmation, uh, using AI, and, and it's done. And I believe, um, and I have to double check that, uh, there is a company in Switzerland. They, they developed something that you can charge your car. You can charge your car in three minutes. It's already out? I think so. I have to double check. So, I think someone told me that, but I didn't um, double check the info. So that, that, and that's the thing when you talk about, again, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when they came out a car that had 40 miles of range, and now they're coming out with the Roadster and the Super, uh, well, you start looking at the, um, I think the, the S and the X are over 400, right? Yes. But then like the, the, the tri-motor cyber truck is 500. The Roadster is supposed to be 500. And then, I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg yeah. when the batteries get better. And I was, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but the batteries like in our cars, cause people are like, Oh, well, when you got to change the battery? Like it's almost like changing an engine out. I'm like, I was told it was 500 or a hundred thousand miles. No, 500,000 miles. Oh no. Half a million. Yeah. yeah it was half a million. Like in- it, it could go. I think you could go to like a million, but I have to take care of your car. It's like a phone. The way you charge your car, the way you take care of your car, the way you do all of that, it could live forever. So 500, like half a million miles, you're looking at like 15, 20 years. Oh, I, I did. Based on my driving, it'd be 30. And the it, thing is, the, the, they're not going to stop updating your car. It's like a computer. Yeah. Every time you feel like you're in a new car, it's still the same, but you have like new features, um, um, new cool, whatever things, not just for you as a driver, but for your, your kids as well. And yeah. it's, well, it's like smart. the Christmas update every year. Yep. They did like the light <laughs> show. And, and then I found people could program different light yep. shows or different music. I, I, I didn't test that one yet, but I have to test it. I stopped testing it. I didn't know that was that um, kind of like loud. So I started in my driveway and my wife was like, shut that thing down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did it and it was uh, Carol of the Bells. That was the, the one that came out. I was like, and it's really cool. But then I started seeing like people on like, uh, on like uh, the Facebook message boards or whatever yep. groups and people were going in and coming up with basically almost like a garage band, like mixing studio thing, but they would, they were able to transfer it to the car. Like someone did like ACDC and uh-huh. but it was like, different lights, different yep. music. And all yep. of a sudden it was like thunder, <laughs> you know, like the light dude, dude, dude. And it was like, you know, kind of look like those, uh, so cool. those, those, uh, houses for Christmas yep. when they have all the lights going like crazy. Yep. That's what your car can do. <laughs> and it's so funny, but like, and half of it, those engineers at, at Tesla are so smart. They just do it for fun. Yes. Like, ah, oh, let's just put this in. Cause yep. it's cool. Yep. And they're just yep. horsing around probably like, you know, some evening like, Oh, Hey, watch this Johnny. And he like does this whole thing. Like let's add it to the car. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think, I think all that, like the brakes, I think it's what about a hundred thousand miles for brakes because of the regen and stuff. Yep. And I mean, I very rarely hit the brakes. Yep. You do a little bit more in the winter, but I'll be honest: if it's pre if it's preconditioned and you're driving, like give me yep. that give me that one pedal all yep. that one pedal life, yep. and it's it's so uh, convenient and just like pulling it off and just slowing down. And, yep. I, and I just put recently put on. I talked about it. I did put on snow tires. Oh, cool! Or winter tires, whatever. Um, the thing is like a tank now. 
Awesome. It was like it, it's awesome. so it's cool, and, and I I find that over time, things are going to evolve. But you know, I've talked about it before. I'm just so bullish on like betting on Elon. Yep. Versus there's other there's other cars there's other ones we're going to come out. But I'm like that guy just has some innovation it's far away, and yeah. he attracts yep. high 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 talent. Yep. So yep, it's gonna be tough to knock him out. Yep. But yep. We'll see. There is, there is. I don't know if you read. Like, there is a book about him. Uh, I read that like a few year ago, two years ago. Um, is it's it the got, one that looks like a chess piece. On uh, the cover? No, no, no. Uh, it's kind of like he, he is in the in the cover. Uh, oh yes, I listened to that. I, uh, I listened on audiobook. Awesome. So it's kind of like, like sitting you know, with his arms crossed. I think yes, yes, yes. Um, and the thing is, you know, it's kind of like awesome to see uh, when people with vision uh, like that. Uh, you have always people who they like them or dislike them and, and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, he made a difference. He set a cap. And everyone know every brand that they laughed at him um, are, are following. And I think one of the, like the, mo- like the three, he tried, because at the end, he, w- he wanted to have like the sexy word with S- SX. Yeah, um, before it took um, the model. Yep, yeah, but e? the three, I think, I don't know if it was, it was e. the, Yes, it was like Toyota or Nissan. One of the the other, uh, I believe it was Ford. Is it Ford took that the, they didn't? Yeah, they took the E and they didn't want to uh, sell it or give it. Uh, but the thing is, he believed in an idea. He made something working. Yeah, everyone is following now, no matter how you look at it. Um, well, that, think about it. When's a lot? Like every car commercial you see is an electric car commercial. Yeah. Or more and more and more. It's like, oh, where's that new car? Like, oh, coming out with an electric vehicle. Like Mercedes, yeah. electric vehicle. Yes. Like, um, and the thing is with Tesla, they don't run advertising. They have like no marketing department. No. Like their marketing department is like maybe putting up a banner at like, yeah. like at a, like an unveiling of a new car or something. Yeah. Like it's very, it's a very minor yep. marketing company. Yep. But it, it's, they're just so good that like, I, it's, it is a really cool vehicle. Everybody, have, like, when I first drove it, I'm like, this is just, it's just a better car. And, yes. and like, there's people that'll be like, they'll say, people will talk shit about it because it's new and yep. like, oh, fancy, whatever. I'm like, well, no, if you really research it and you drove it and got to learn yep. it, you'd realize it's just better. Yep. Like, for many reasons. And it's only getting better because the yep. only car in the universe that gets an over the air update and makes yes. your car better. Yes. It's not getting worse. Yes. And if it's worse, if something happens and they're like, well, that's not as good as it could be, let's yep. just, let's ramp it yep. up. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, um, for me, it's kind of like type of the car that I can maybe give it to one of my kids, like a new car. I thought the same thing. I'd love it's this car like to be the first car. car. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and it will be like new because maybe at that time we get in it, there is an update and the car is kind of like new and not like giving that car with, you know, like 200,000 miles. Yes. So it's kind of like... It, it could live forever, um, and and like what we see today. Imagine what we'll see in future, five ten years from now. Well, the like the autonomous driving. Like I like driving, but trust me, if I knew I could get in a car in Boston, hit go home, and I could just I could sleep in the back seat. I could do work in the back seat. <laughs> I could do whatever in the backseat and not have to pay attention to the road and literally chauffeured me to where I had to go. Yep. Like I look at that from a production standpoint or productivity standpoint of, I don't have to sit there for five hours physically driving this car. Yep. Like it can just drive for me. And I know all the other cars can drive. So everybody's just kind of like working together and there's yep. no, there's never car accidents. Yep. 
basically get rid of car insurance. Like it's never going to, nothing's going to happen. And I just got that five hours back in my day. Yes. I mean, now this is before he does the boring company. We get to the other side of the country. So, I mean, it's, it's great. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I, I get excited talking about it. Certain people, you're one of them. I get a, like Dave Coyer. He came on, he talked a lot about it. I and mean, I think yep. people that are, uh, one understand evolution and innovation and everything else and, and accept it. And actually, um, I wouldn't say they, they don't shy away from it. They accept yes. it, but they also like want to push it. Like, hopefully this happens. Hopefully yep. this happens. Yep. And, um, it's only going to get more powerful and, and I'm yes. excited, um, both good and bad, but you'd think that overall it's going to just work its way out yeah. They'll make it, they'll figure it out. So, yep. yep. But all right. And this, um, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, thank you, dude. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Well, by quick, I'll probably have you back on because some of the stuff I kind of <laughs> brush over just because we both don't want to leave the family high and dry tonight. So to get yes. rolling, but, um, Ines, if anybody wants to find you, how can they reach out? How do they connect with you? Questions, um, services, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn. Uh, our website, it's national1927.com. Um, actually, we just created our website. Um, there is a lot of kind of like cool um, information. It's what we can do for, for our customers, uh, especially up north here. This is our community. Like I said, um, most of the guys up north here, they have been helping the community for like 15, 20 years plus. Um, and like we're pushing into the imaging which is printers copiers and more um it as well so anyone who had have issues with it copier uh printers just just reach out national1927.com perfect or they can check my linkedin as well i'm gonna give one more attempt at this so in this ennis you said dennis without the d ennis buayadi buayadi yes buayadi yep all right we're not gonna judge My uh, pronunciation skills, like French back in yep, the day. I could yep, never yep, pronunciate fine. the words, but I, I could true. read it. So that's, um, that's it. Episode 181 of the Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.